0: You're listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast, only on FairfieldStags.com. Hey guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Stag Sports Wrap Podcast. JJ Duke here with you. Thanks as always for tuning in as we continue churning out these episodes, basically going three in three weeks. This show we got a lot coming up. Uh, we're gonna look at the previews for baseball and softball. A uh, bunch more things to get into as well. But this is one that whenever we have champions in the building, we get things going right away. Is this past weekend, women's swimming and diving won the Max again love to see that Uh, for the fourth time in the last six years uh, after a tightly contested championship meet that literally went right down to the last relay. Fairfield edging Niagara by a slim margin of four points, but you don't think about how many or how few points it was as long as one team's walking away with a title and it was a team that took a very long but happy bus ride back from Buffalo down here to Fairfield. So I'm delighted to be joined by a couple of swimmers that you saw often uh, standing on top of the uh, award's i guess what the platform if you will it's a really long like um runway that they had for you guys yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it was. laughs> absolutely insane by the way it's uh Irini pappas who is now setting a record on this show for the quickest return on the podcast <laughs> after being a guest as she talked about the uh looking ahead at this meet and also um aaron hoyland who had another outstanding performance as well guys i mean i know you're exhausted but thanks so much for chatting with us how like a Has it really sunk in yet? No, No. not
1: at all. (laughs) (laughs) Really. I
0: mean, Irini, we were speaking right before, you you know, optimistic, of course. I know the men were certainly very optimistic and we'll talk a little bit about their performances. They had some good results in there as well. Did finish fourth in the meet, but did you really think, I mean, you, you want to think championship coming home, but do you really think it was going to happen?
1: Well, um, I've never really won a championship in my life. So like, I didn't really think much of it. Um, I was just going in with an open mind, and I'm just so happy with the outcome.
0: I mean, it started night one where I know the relays, that's kind of the feature of the first day. and It did set the tone a little bit. The group pulled ahead in days two and three. Um, Aaron, for you, I know you had a couple of really long swims in there as you do the... uh First, the mile free. Yeah. Um, so are you just like completely exhausted at this point?
2: I was by the end of that last race. I kind of got out and I was like, thank God that week is over.
0: How many lengths is that, by the way? Because I know it's the 25-yard pool. So
2: Yeah, it's 66 lengths.
0: Oh, my days. <laughs> okay. Um, 66 lengths in the pool. She won it, by the way. Um, and also... Going through, I mean, I do a lot of work to try and figure out how many medals you guys won. First off, the neck's hurting as well, all, <laughs> the, all the medals. Um, so, two individual wins of 500 free and the mile free, one relay that both of you guys were on as well. Yeah. How much fun was that, by the way, in the 800 free to come away with that with a win?
1: It was funny, It was scary, but it was funny. It was amazing. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And then, Irini, for you, I mean, woman's most outstanding swimmer, the meet. I mean, how ja- your team was fired up when your name was called, but how jazzed were you when your name was announced?
1: I was so excited. I feel like the, all the work just, like, completely paid off, and I'm so happy my team was next to me.
0: I mean how cool is it have everything come together across four days it's not like it's a one-day competition or two-day competition it's four days having it to come together and continue to be locked in and you know for both of you start arena with you and then Aaron after I mean what was it that clicked on the day on the week
1: I don't know um Our taper was really good. JC Mm. did a great job with that. (laughs) Shout out, JC. (laughs) Of course, the championship
0: winning (laughs) and coach of the meet and the season as well. So well done, JC Dyer, her first Mm. season with the Stags.
1: Yeah. So um, I think I'm, I mean, I've been swimming like for 15 years. So I've had a bunch of championship meets Mm -hmm. that last like a week or so. So I think I was like ready to like take on that long of a competition. But um, yeah, I think mentally I was there.
0: Absolutely. Aaron. for you, uh, what was this week like?
2: Yeah, I think it was just like we were ready. Like we know we put in the work all season and then the team just kind of really came together, like Mm. especially the women's team. And we tried to just stay in the moment and focus on the race in front of us instead of the whole week and like getting caught up in it. And I think that just, like, every day we said to ourselves, the score resets, like, don't get comfortable, don't get complacent. And we didn't, and it paid off.
3: Yeah,
0: that's the fascinating one, because, like, you have, obviously, all these events that are going on spread across well, so at least you're not trying to cram everything into a couple of days. But you see everything, you hear everything. I mean, we're in the world of social media. You know, we're having stuff that are pumped out. You see the scores that are literally blared right in front of you guys. But how challenging is it to have that mental reset to be like it really does not matter where we stand we just go again
2: yeah i mean it was tough because they like put it on the scoreboard like in between events and we can see it but we were all just trying not to look at it and trying to just do because like that's not something we can control and just control what we could Uh, because i think last year one of our big issues was we got too caught up on the score especially on Mm. the last day And then we got in our heads, so we were really just trying not to do that.
0: And I think a positive is that it just kept building and building. It wasn't just you two. It was a whole team. The divers were doing their thing when their time was called up. You had wins and places, top places coming from everybody. So was it that classic case of just on to the next one? You just pass the literal baton and, you know, whoever's up, it's time to go.
1: Yeah, every point counts, too.
0: That it does. Um, Speaking of the men, by the way, I know uh, they finished fourth, but – The crazy thing was their score was only 30 points off of where their second place was from a season ago and their mark from this year would actually place top three this year so I mean credit to their fight I know it's never easy when you have the expectations where you wanted to come home a little bit higher but uh, what was the mood for them were they kind of still disappointed were they like okay we we gave it our best go and still had a number of really good finishes uh, there as well
1: um I think the men's team um, men's teams yep. at the meet were just insanely fast, mm, and yeah, the they meet, were. the meet just got like a lot quicker. So that was a bit of a surprise, but I think the men, ho- f- well, sorry, the men <laughs> fought yep. really, really hard, and yep. they did the best they could. They controlled the controllables, and they did yeah. great. Yeah,
0: no, they did absolutely. And there's a number of uh, athletes. Joe Stewart, I know, he had a second 500 free and the mile free. You got something about these mile swims, It <laughs> <laughs> just place in left right and center Alexi Bell for a couple of second place finishes Ed Hunt a couple of top finishes um but yeah I mean this is uh it's well done it's well deserved and I think also a big portion of that is kind of what was set a couple of years ago it's now becoming a theme and a continuation of Fairfield swimming and diving they want championship glory they want to be the team that's Day, uh, taking that uh, that great extra swim, if you will, when <laughs> you got all your championship t-shirts on. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing. So well done to you guys. I know um, you have a little bit of a downtime. There's still a little bit more, though, left in the season. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, we get one day off. Today's our day <laughs> off. <laughs> um, and then we're back in the pool tomorrow for the NIC championships.
0: That's awesome. That's coming up in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys... Well done. Thanks so much for taking some of your time, your well-deserved day of rest to come <laughs> chat with us. And uh, wishing you all the best for the uh, continuation of the season. Maybe perhaps a couple more uh, couple more top places. And, hey, why not? Another championship, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love yeah, we'll that. See. We'll see. All right. Uh, stay with us here. Much more to come here on the Stag Sports Wrap. We'll be back right after this. Well, thanks again to Irini and Aaron for joining us. Well done to the women's swimming and diving team for bringing home yet again another MAC championship. Uh, But now we turn our attention here to the previews that we were talking about at the beginning of the show. Uh, We have softball here. We'll have baseball in just a little bit. Softball gets their season going this weekend, this Friday. Weirdly enough, play a very familiar team. We'll get to that in a moment as their season opener. But uh, we're joined now by grad student outfielder Caitlin Hoffman. And senior catcher, first baseman, Megan Forbes. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Um, We're now weirdly in really nice weather right now in February, which never happens. You're going to be going down to Florida, which we hope we have good weather down there. Um, How how are we all doing right now? We're ready?
4: We're excited. I think everybody's just amped up and ready to go. We've been inter-squatting for the last couple weeks, and I think we're just really excited to get down to Florida and be able to play Co- good competition i think that's what we're excited to see
0: absolutely caitlin and uh megan okay so if you're playing inter-squad all this time are you just sick of playing against each other and you want to actually see a new team on the other side
5: yeah exactly i know because we've seen our pitchers probably around like 15 times so we got kind of got the hang of each other like i know my what sam Lindsay's gonna be throwing yep. at this point so like i want to see what i'm going to be going against like stetson and monmouth and yep. mercer obviously that's who we're playing so i think we're excited to see where we stand and then obviously continue to grow
0: It's crazy, by the way. You said Monmouth. Played them literally last (laughs) season in the league. And here we go again. But it is funny that we bring Monmouth up because that's, that's where the season turned last mm-hmm. year um i know it, it was a difficult non-conference schedule weather obviously rained absolute havoc over i think you guys had what a week and a half worth of games yes. last year that was canceled yeah. um baseball i know um had the same thing we'll be speaking about that in a little bit as well but it was that monmouth series in mid-april where things turned you won a one nothing game in 10 innings um which i think lauren reinhardt pitched the whole game yes, and ended up, did. Ended up <laughs> having the game winning knock or the go-ahead uh knock and that and then that's where the team took off, um, won eight straight, then 11 straight to finish the season. What was it, Kaitlin, about that day that got things going?
4: And, you know, it's funny that that was the turning point because Monmouth is a huge rival for us. Yeah. I mean, even going back, I know they lost in, I think, the championship series to Monmouth. So I know it's been like an ongoing thing that Monmouth is like a rival game. I think that added into the whole like amped up, like ready to go and just Monmouth was the competitor that day and you know we just came up out on top and I think that just pushed us forward for the rest of the season. I mean we we could do good competition and it just pushed us going forward.
0: And Megan I guess that's kind of the big thing you played so many good teams up until that point. Uh, We're looking back at South Florida a bunch of times. Um, You played at St. John's a few times in there as well. Stony Brook who were basically one of the best teams to not win their conference the season before so the team was ready to go was it maybe almost just that we're so done with losing even though playing well that it's about time we just started winning games
5: yeah like I was one of those people I did have a like a rough basically preseason out and when we were traveling so I think I, we were all just like all right let's get our minds together let's figure mm-hmm. out what's going wrong and figure out how we can make this right so I feel like that's what really helped us drive and like let's just Go back to the basics. Yep. I think we were doing way too much then.
0: And then it's funny how all of a sudden things click because it, w- it was so much fun to watch because the group was winning games different ways hitting the ball all over the park, pitching was solid. There were some days where you just had to grind it out. There were some days where you just knew someone was going to come up with a big hit or a big moment. I think the best moment of the bunch was probably the last game, the last uh, the last home game in the regular season game of the season where Drew Westford walks mm-hmm. it off. And what was probably the coldest and windiest day in May you will <laughs> ever want to have, um, which also was a makeup day because it rained absolutely buckets that weekend before but um I mean that had to be a whole lot of fun just knowing that like yeah this entire team anyone can go pitch a big game or come up with a couple of big hits or even what was it Ella Watson in right field making a diving diving catch through the rain against Sacred Heart someone's (laughs) going to come up with a big play
4: yeah it was awesome I think at that point in the season we kind of just all had faith in each other and it was like we could always just rely on whoever was going to step up that day we just knew that we were going to come out on top
0: absolutely um which kind of made the finish a bit of a sour note right Uh, Yeah, couple of got the second seed in the turn which I mean again great credit to how the fight was at the back half of that season and actually really the back half was three weeks which is even more insane the fact that the group won what 19 of 20 Mm -hmm. to finish the season Mm -hmm. um but that's sport for you I guess one day where it just doesn't happen didn't happen Iona and Siena with wins over Fairfield knocked you guys out does Kind of have that sting of how the season ended. Megan kind of makes you guys ready to go, even just that little bit more this year.
5: Yeah, I mean, I now I've been knocked out twice, obviously because my COVID year. So I just like, all right, let's not go two and out this time. I want to win at least one. So I feel like our mindset is not underestimating our like components. So I think that's what's really going to help a lot, and just. I feel like grinding out just a little bit more, like showing a little bit more heart. I think that's what this team has, felt, I felt, had a lot of. We have a lot more heart, I feel like, this year.
4: We do. And I, and I feel like that's something that we've talked about, is that we've wanted to instill in, like, the other yeah. kids, was that, like, this was our year. Like, Megan, well, Megan's coming back for a fifth year. Um, but Breaking news. Yeah, okay. yeah, Megan's coming back. But for me and, like, some of the other upperclassmen, this is our last go, and, like, I wouldn't for me to like, I stayed because I knew we were going to be successful yep. this year. So it was like we're just excited to see how it goes.
0: So I'm curious in some of those conversations because there is a bit of a change to the roster. I know mm-hmm. you have to replace, I think, 200 innings from last year in the circle. Yep. Yeah. But the rest of the team pretty much is kind of the same outside of that. Obviously, a couple of graduations here and there. But what has been those conversations like with the young players coming through to say this is what the expectations are and this is where we want to be.
5: I feel like we've really had to develop them in the our ways. Obviously, when you're coming yep. in as a freshman, you have to, you are taught your high school, your travel coach. But like Coach B, obviously, has her, set her ways, which are the, actually the right ways. So we have to like distill in them, like, all right, this is what we need to do when you're like stressed out. Just go back to your basics. Mm. So I feel like them just teaching that mindset of like, don't making don't make the moment bigger than it has to be. Because yeah. I know it's Division One softball, but. you're here for a reason so let's just play
0: so looking at this crew right now I've been doing this a bit with some of the other teams give us a name who's someone I like teammates to back their other teammates who's someone that we might have to remember the name at the end of the season might be someone that's still you know coming back from last season that maybe played some parts but might play a little bit more could be a new player coming in um you're thinking hard Megan so I'll give you an extra second to think (laughs) about it but it looked like Caitlin you had a name already in mind um I, know a, like I need a second. I, to um, a I'm going to say
5: Allie Bridgman. I know we missed her okay, a lot yeah. in Mac play, so obviously this she missed her basically whole sophomore year because of Mac, in Mac play. So I feel like she'll do really well. She'll be behind in, behind the play and in the circle, which is very rare. But mm-hmm. I feel like she's going to really hone down in those two spots.
0: I remember talking with her over the fall, and she was already like kind of pissed off that the season's not here already <laughs> yes. yeah. so let's just start playing games uh no that's a great shout actually because she had an amazing freshman year uh um, yes. and then yeah the injury early on in conf- early right before it was conference like right play. before conference mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and that's tough because then all of a sudden katie could and lauren reinhardt basically had to carry the load in the yes, circle right? yeah um but yeah no good to see ally of course back ready to go Anybody else that we should? I'm going to say
4: Charlie Warren. Um, and what a year she yeah, had! Yeah. By she the way. she just is very. You can tell she focuses a lot on her slapping and being successful in the at bats, and yeah. just you know, I think she does a lo- like a great job of leading us off. So,
0: well, and it's funny by the way because the top three in the order last year <laughs> could be the top three this year the entire outfield. I mean, that's gotta be interesting. That conversation. It it is. Yeah. Yeah.
4: We talk about it a lot because like, like when we go out, it's us three out there and we're like, you know, like it, we all like contribute in a, in a way, and it's it's just so funny. No, just have their <laughs> play.
0: Just have four through nine do their job yeah, so yeah. we can knock them all. <laughs> Sorry, I
5: <in. Caitlin, laughs> have to help you out there. Uh,
0: looking at the um, the non-conference schedule coming up, and I know Julie B always puts together a rigorous non-conference schedule, but she out outdid herself this year. Um, but the nice thing is you guys are going to some new places, yes, which yes. I think has got to be a lot of fun. I know we've seen Stetson a few times before. I think this might be the first thing you're going down there to play them at their place. But you've got Virginia mm-hmm. at their place. With St. Francis, yep. and funny enough, I actually did the NEC softball tournament last year, so I could wow. tell you guys a little bit about I'll that. Take
4: those, H- hints. yeah, Af- was some insight.
0: after the podcast. We're not going <laughs> to give away any secrets there. Um, but UVA DePaul, who are obviously very good in the Big East, then mm-hmm. you've got Maryland at Liberty's tournament with Sacred Heart. How that one happened is fascinating. um first of three times that we'll play the pioneers yeah, this exactly. year yeah. and then you're going out to kansas yes. which is probably one of the more interesting spots um just because you don't often you usually see us either going to florida or you're going out west yeah kansas um was i mean if it's that one or was there any of these are you guys are like oh that that's cool that we're getting to go to these places
4: I'm going to say Kansas just okay. because it's, like, out there. I mean, I wasn't expecting Kansas whatsoever. Well, when... it
5: wasn't supposed to be in our schedule. We were supposed yeah. to be in Rutgers, but then some, like, things went down. So, it was actually – it was a last-minute decision. Mm-hmm. So, actually, that's, I think that's why we're so excited because it wasn't supposed to be in our plan, but yep. it is. And we're playing good teams. Yeah, yeah.
0: Kansas, too, back-to-back. Yep. Basically, I think it's just you like and a double header at night. Yep. Then Nebraska, out of the Big mm-hmm. Ten. Then Tulsa from the American and University of Missouri, Kansas City, which is a good team as well. So, that's a lot of fun. Oh, like yeah. It's nice also for you guys, too, where you get to see different teams, yeah. mm-hmm. different styles of play from each league. So maybe perhaps you take a little bit of page from those guys and carry it over. Who knows?
5: Yeah. The Midwest softball is a really good out there. So I feel like it's going to be exciting to see like how they play against like East Coast.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for stopping by and chatting with us. Best of luck this season. It's going to be a long time, sadly, before we see you on <laughs> campus. Um April the 1st, yep. Rider. Yep. Rider. Uh, mm-hmm. Though the good news is for those that want to see Fairfield in action, you actually have four games in Connecticut before then where you go to Central, Sacred Heart, again, uh, <laughs> Hartford, Yale, and then you have all these home games in April and May. So, you know, it's sad, but we get to see you in March and April and May. We're living It'll the lavish life
5: of the warmth, hopefully. Yes. And, then <laughs> and please, no rain. And yeah.
0: please bring that up here. Thank <laughs> you. Um, stay with us. We'll have our chat with baseball as we preview their schedule and what's to come for the season right after this on the Stag Sports Wrap. All right, welcome back here. This is the last segment of today's show. Again, a big appreciation to softball as well as our champions, women swimming and diving, chatting with us here in the Stags Sports Wrap. But now it's time to turn our attention to baseball as they, like softball, will be opening up their season in a couple days' time. They're traveling down to beautiful Conway, South Carolina to take on Coastal Carolina's tournament. We're going to speak about that in a little bit but joining us here now grad student outfielder mike Handel and junior first baseman matt Bergman. guys thank you so much for uh taking a few minutes to chat with us i know uh, preparations have been going pretty well up until this point are we both excited
3: very excited thank you for having us here
0: of course yeah thanks for having us it's uh, be a absolutely
6: really good season
0: um starting with you matt this was your first season last year with the group coming in um 31 um got the regular season championship once again but the team absolutely mashed the ball all over the place and I know you were a big portion of that as well so for you coming into the team I know you were a nice story actually about learning about this team from getting to the regionals the previous season before coming in uh to this program but how was that first campaign for you last year?
6: It was great um yeah I was actually texting Mike the other day about this the way that uh I felt really welcomed into the team from the first day in the fall Um, And then that spring, yeah, it felt really comfortable from day one at Elon. Um, Coach Fan, Coach Curry did a good job about getting me into the fabric um, nicely. And then, yeah, from there, it's the same game, just a different uniform and different side of the country so it was a lot of fun and and we had a lot of fun hitting a bunch of homers so hopefully we we'll do that again this year so yeah it
0: basically took not only just this conference but pretty much everywhere in the nation by storm where you guys hit 75 homers as a team which was the third most by any mac team in the history of the conference and mike for you obviously as matt just said the fabric of the team there was a championship winning team is a team that won games at the regionals the year before um Obviously, confidence was sky high going into it, but you know having those pieces come together. Um, for your perspective, how did you see last year go? I know for you personally, it was a difficult year with the injury in the opening game. But um, how did you see this past season play out?
3: Well, I think it all comes down to how the coaches build us up coming yep. into the preseason. Um, they do a great job, Coach Vay and Coach Curry, of preparing us for the season. I know we're day in and day out, working in the barn, working on the field. And when we're going down at Elon, we had the most confidence that we're, we're there to take three. Yep. And when we have that confidence, one through nine in our lineup, our pitches are locked in. It doesn't feel like we're playing a different conference, a higher conference team. Like We're going head-to-head, and we took it to them two out of three, and we were all confident. And that confidence went through the entire season, and it showed.
0: Yeah, Speaking of that, so the that motto, taking three, I know for those that may not understand, that means go and sweep a series, that weekend right. series. And Matt, for you, I mean, we looked at last season and the fact that Team 1-6 series uh, split a doubleheader. It was one of those weird weather, I mean, weather last year absolutely ruptured the schedule. And then 1-series uh, <clears throat> loss as well. But it seemed like every time you guys took the field, uh, it had that feeling like, yeah, On the day, as long as the pitching were there, the bats were always going to be awake, and we had a definite chance of taking every game.
6: Yeah, that was the great part about last year was we knew we were going to be in every game. Yep, um, just because with the way that our offense worked, most offenses their one through four, their one through five, are good. Us, legitimately one through nine last year, all hit for a good average. They all could you know draw a walk. They could all leave the yard. So we felt like at any point in a series, in a midweek, in, in Florida, in Connecticut, wherever we were, whatever we were doing, we could you know spark three runs out of nowhere and either get back into a game or put a game away. And that really helped us um, when we went on that little winning run in the middle of last year. A lot of those games are really close games in yeah. one inning. So for our lineup, to be able to find that spark, whether it was the seven guy or the two guy or anywhere in between, that's really, really important. And we feel confident that we're going to have that same ability this year. You yeah, know, a
0: big thing of that is confidence breeds success, right? If one guy's doing the job, um, then everybody does the job. And I think a large portion of that was also guys that were stepping up in roles last year. I mean, we had guys playing completely out of position. I mean, Griffin Watson just puts in a shift in left field that we didn't even know he could actually play the outfield. And there he is absolutely hitting what the ball all over the place. And then you've got uh, Paul Catalano putting in a shift in center. Uh, Dean Ferrara goes in at third when Pagliarini goes down with an injury. So, I mean, that's a credit. And, Mike, I know you've seen this group kind of evolve to the, where it is right now. It's a credit that it doesn't matter where you are in the depth chart, where you are in the roster. You have a chance to make a statement, and if you continue doing that, confidence builds and you keep playing
3: oh definitely and it comes from leadership i mean our captains do a great job jake griffin and pags this year when you got guys that are confident that hey it doesn't matter if a guy goes down next guy up we're gonna step up and we're gonna have your back and you're gonna have our back and you get guys like dean griff they're stepping into roles they feel confident in that role they don't feel like they were just thrown into the fire they're like this is my role i'm gonna take it and we're going to go win some games.
0: I know for you, the injury, obviously, it was a big knock for you confidence-wise, but you're back in it this year. What were some of the things that you saw from your perspective last year that learned a lot about the team, where things could maybe even grow a little bit better for this year, and what are you hoping to bring when you get back onto the field uh, come this weekend?
3: Yeah, so when I was injured, um, definitely was tough, but I had teammates like Matt Bergman always talking to me, always keeping me up in spirits, and all the guys saying – just get back we got you and now going into the preseason today i mean i feel the same i felt last year there's no difference i have the same expectations i have the same standards coaches hold me the same standards the teammates hold me the same standards i feel like it wasn't even there the injury
6: he also hit a ball about 400 feet yesterday so the swing's still looking good don't worry and it was absolutely
0: frigid as well yesterday so that kind of helps (laughs) that kind of helps as well um confidence obviously did take a little bit of a hit at the end of last season I mean but that's championship play for you in a nutshell I mean teams can show up and you know all of a sudden if they were losing eight straight coming in then they turn it around I mean Niagara they basically use every guy on their roster over and over again they found a way to get to the Friday of the tournament how much did that kind of upset the group now they can kind of channel that into this year
6: yeah, it, uh, it sucked, not to mince words, um, given the regular season that we had. Uh, and, I mean, we swept Niagara in the regular season. We felt like we were going to be in a, a good spot. But it was. I think it was good for us in the long term. I mean, this yep. fall, just the, the coach face had it to our infield at the end of it. Like, you guys really didn't have a bad day. Like, every day we came in ready to go. Every day we came in with something to prove. And, you know, it's... It's that classic thing like the underdog wants to to eat a little more and that's kind of where we are like we felt like we really let ourselves down last year with the way that we played in that tournament and we want to do everything we can this year to make sure that we don't leave anything out there i mean that was that was tough so but for this year it really helps us in terms of you know when things get going to keep going
0: no most definitely i think that's a nice segue into how this season is going to start because if you're going to test your medal, you have to go and test it against the best teams to understand your standards so i mean first off how excited were both of you guys when you saw this non-conference schedule coming to be like well we're playing big boys we're playing in Good ballparks as well. I mean, we start at Coastal. I mean, that's a beautiful facility that they got down there. They're going to have big fan base coming in opening day. Um, I mean, Mike, you've got to be absolutely just chomping at the bit, right?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, I- I've been waiting for this one for sure. Mm. Um, yeah, we're all very excited, and it- it's a good excitement. They're-, they're a little bit of nerves, but this is what we want. We want to get ready for max season, and there's no better way than a great non-conference schedule that we have. And we're going to take it to them. We, we don't feel we're overmatched at all. This this is our weekend, and we're going to go down there and show them what Stag's Baseball is. No,
0: Absolutely, and I think that's the nice bit about it as well, Matt, especially where you, we can get the brand out there. I mean, it's not just participating for participating's sake. It's You're going competing against good teams, Coastal, VCU, GW the week after. you got a trip down to Virginia to take on VCU again, William & Mary Richmond, games in Florida. I mean, you, you're playing all over the map and spreading what the, this brand of baseball is all about.
6: Yeah, I mean, we need to mix in a West Coast trip. Yeah, once. <laughs> yeah. but uh, no, it's great. It was awesome because when I went back home uh, for the winter, when I was wearing Fairfield gear, it wasn't. Oh, what's that? It's oh yeah, you guys. You know, you got to that regional. You, you know, you won 30 games last year. It's great for us. And I think, you know, when you talk to guys, especially like the younger kids that come in, the freshmen, sophomores, and even myself, you know, there's no. Oh, I, I never heard of Fairfield. It's no. There's a a legitimate brand here. Mm. There's a legitimate program here. You know, like me personally, I would not have flown, you know, 2,500 miles just to go to some school that doesn't have their stuff together to walk into here and to, you know, have guys like Mike and Chuck and Griff and Novi that have been here. They've walked the walk and to have that standard already set. Yeah. We're going to be a brand for a long time because of that. It's not, you know, superficial. This is an organic. Um, very deep-rooted tradition that we have, and we have to keep it going, but it's great to have. It's awesome.
0: Well, it's a massive credit to the group of players, a massive credit to the coaching staff, and also to the alums as well, the players that were here before that kind of set the tone for what is to come. Um, something that I've been doing with these previews, uh, we had it with lacrosse last week, carrying it over this week. kind of want to dive a little bit into the roster here and kind of pick your guys' brain a little bit, but the best one for me is Who's a player that we should remember their name at the end of the season? Might not be the one that we know at the start of the season, but who's been putting in the work behind the scenes? Um, that you know, maybe could we could be seeing them doing some things. It could be, you know, small bits, or it could be someone that could be standing out day one and they're in that you know, first starting nine against coastal. I know it's a tough question on the spot, but I I do see your brain churning a bit, Mike, so Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I get, have, yeah, I you have, got something. Yeah, right.
3: I, I think um who's gonna be Day one for Colson. I'm thinking the this weekend, I think two big players in my head right now, freshman Kevin Kell. Okay. I love his energy. As a freshman, he is established as a as a player. And it it looks like the day one he steps on that dirt for, for pitching, it's he's ready to go. And you don't see that confidence and energy out of a freshman right away. I think he's gonna be a big part of our, our season this year. And another guy pitcher, Pete
0: Austinson. Yeah, he, we've yeah. seen him a little bit, but he's yeah. he's grown into his role a little he bit. He is
3: growing, and his stuff looks really good right now, and I think he's going to be a key part of it.
0: And you hit an interesting one, the pitchers, because that is probably the area that Fairfield needed to reload a little bit after seeing Sansone. I mean, credit to him getting signed by the Rays right after the season's over. All the best of luck to him in his journey in professional baseball. A lot of pitchers that we needed to come back. Kafara obviously graduating after last year as well. Um but yeah, the the nice thing about the this team though is, well, there's a lot of pitching depth that needs to be filled on the field. It's pretty good already as it was, and I think you guys even retooled a little bit and reloaded for this year. Yeah, no, Cal's uh, a great pick.
6: I think, I mean, that kid is going to be really, really good here. Uh, but another freshman that that is 100% going to stand out, Matt Bucciaro. Mm. That guy is built like a truck. He runs like a deer. He, th- I mean, he throws from the outfield. Our money swings the hell out of the bat. I mean, that guy. He can do a lot of stuff on the baseball field. And what's the best part about it for me is we end up hitting a lot together because our swings are kind of similar. Just his demeanor. For him to be yep. 18 years old and to be this mature about. Division One college baseball when there's a bunch of stuff going around and he's a good student too. It's not like he's you know skipping out on that part he's a good student, you know he's got a lot of friends doing well on the field he's a guy that want circle the name, start, whatever you do yep him he's going to be really good. Well
0: it's fascinating. you actually say that because I grew up in this area, played a lot of teams in this area, and Ridgefield, Connecticut has always been a nice pool for baseball talent, especially. A lot of guys that can absolutely hit bombs You have played at that high school field. And you actually have to <laughs> freaking get into one to get it out of there. So good to hear that. Guys, pleasure as always. Uh, wishing yeah, you guys you. all the best on the season. As thank we said earlier, you. baseball getting into it this weekend. The game against Coastal, which will be at 4 p.m. on Friday the 17th, that's going to be on ESPN+, Plus, so you can get a nice little early season preview to what the guys are going to be looking like. And, of course, you can follow them on social media as we go forward. Um, that's going to do it for this episode. It's been a jam-packed episode, but um, we spoke about this a little bit before. We're actually going to take a small hiatus, kind of like we did over the winter months, but because of the fact that the Mac ba- uh, basketball tournament's going to be going on, we're going to have a lot of content coming for you through that, plus the uh, all the teams are basically gone during spring break. You guys are leaving us for a while, so we get to kind of twiddle our thumbs for a <laughs> bit before home games go. So we're going to re- resume the Stag Sports Wrap when teams come back we're looking about mid-march when that show when the show will come back but plenty of stuff still to come here on the stag sports network stay tuned as always you can follow us on social media on twitter at stag sports net and uh yeah we'll see you in a couple of weeks so for all of us here i'm jj duke signing off until then go stags
4: thank you for listening to the stag sports network podcast for past and future podcasts visit fairfieldstags.com